0: friends and welcome to another episode of crazy women country this is our second intro thanks to technical difficulties of the internet but as you know i'm donna and today we're here with amy martin and she's been very patient with me it's i'm glad to have you and how are you doing good thank you so much for having me well definitely my pleasure obviously (laughs) oh so you've already been prepped for this because you've answered this before the hardest question we ask who is amy martin
1: Yes, Amy Martin, uh, I am a musician who likes to, in particular, um, really through authenticity and, and sharing in my song and my writing, um, offer a space for that authenticity and transformational power of community. I really think that um, as a singer-songwriter, that's what I strive to do, is produce music that folks, that create conversation and create relationship with others, so. Beautiful. Absolutely.
0: So we were talking a little bit about your newest release, Sweet Virginia. So would you like to tell us the inspiration behind that and uh, why you wrote that song?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sweet Virginia is actually, I was wrote it in March of, or April of uh, 2021. And I don't really write um Traditionally, I don't sit down and write with lyrics and, and and think of chords. Usually it just kind of comes to me. I hit record on my iPhone uh, memo and improv and then listen back and see what we got. And uh, so I was kind of having one of those sessions in my home studio. Uh, this is kind of before everything opened back up and uh, as I was writing, I realized it was about Virginia and the more I kept writing, I realized it was about how it was my time to leave Virginia. So a little bit about me in that is I'm, um, from Harrisonburg, Virginia. I lived there for about 19 years and, uh, I was playing music out there in a band as a vocalist for about eight years. And then, um, in March of 2020, I decided to put out my first solo album. And then, uh, here I was in during covid uh, writing Sweet Virginia, realizing you know, hey, I think it might be time to, to uh, you know, spread my reach and um, try something new, get out of my comfort zone, and so uh, I wrote Sweet Virginia and recorded it in my home studio, uh, put down the harmonies, the bass, the shaker, got to be the whole one-person band, which was fun, and um, headed west, and now I'm in Denver, Colorado. So that song is really about you know the appreciation of my time in Virginia and how it shaped me, but that ultimate realization that um, I'm ready for the next thing. It's time. It's time to be a little uncomfortable. So. Beautiful. And the fact that
0: you did it all from your home studio, I think that's one thing with COVID that a lot of artists have become more versatile. Would you agree on that?
1: Oh yeah. I would say that, um, pre COVID world is, um, a lot of performing, um, a lot of just, you know, writing the music and then making them, making the record and, you know, um, But I feel like the pandemic really made us all stop and think as songwriters of like, wow, I don't have that outlet anymore. How do I bridge connection? How do I continue to create music without really without that my, my circle of folks that I'm usually um, collaborating with? And I think the answer is, is that like collaboration still exists. All those things still exist. We just have to really find a different way to do it. But I would say that in particular, COVID has really made me and I think a lot of other artists up their social media game and um, branching out and doing a lot of things a lot more like this. And, um, you know, bridging that connection between shows, because unfortunately, we're not quite sure, you know, when those are going to happen and if they're going to stay, you know, if they're going to cancel or, you know, if I'm going to be able to tour later this year, um, a lot of that's still up in the air. So I'd say that COVID definitely um had me find a toolbox that it wasn't sure I had. So
0: wonderful, and it's great to see that. It's you know, and I think a lot of um, new fans have been bridged with the internet like that because even for being at home, you know, if the live music venues aren't there, the concerts aren't there anymore. So we had to go over and look for that venue to find you know new artists and seek them mm-hmm. out, and it was just, I think, a very unique uh, circumstance
1: overall. So I agree, I agree. Yeah, I went from like come to our shows, come to our shows. I guess, you know, it also, as a listener, helped me kind of slow down and appreciate music a little more and and dive into and discover new artists as well. So that was cool. Bigger says hi. (laughs) (laughs) Being a little crazy,
0: bouncing all over like usual. Uh, Sorry about that.
1: Oh, it's okay. I got two of my own.
0: (laughs) She she loves to just pop in, say hi. And usually she used to get the favorite uh, host vote of the day. So yeah, she won. I think twenty twenties uh, or twenty twenty one. Sorry, the uh, host of the year. So
1: oh yeah, anyway. good.
0: <laughs> oh, so we mentioned that uh, you're going to start recording a new album
1: in March. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, um, March fifth. I'll be flying from um, Denver, Colorado, to um, some place in West Virginia, and I will be um, recording my next album. I actually had the opportunity. Um, to play actually Sweet Virginia, the demo of that to Chance McCoy, a Old Crow Medicine show. And um, that resulted in in him agreeing to produce my next album. So I'll be recording out in West Virginia with Chance McCoy, and um, we're going to make an Americana album. Uh, My first solo album um, was particularly on purpose it was stripped down and kind of kept just me and my guitar, um, to kind of see what you would see live. Whereas this one with Chance McCoy is going to be fully produced with a full band, um, full album. We're going to, you know, do the whole shebang. And then the hopes would be to, um, get a full-time band with me and and then start booking, uh, more and more. So yeah, that's, uh, really exciting, huge things coming. And, uh, I'm, I'm just ready to make it at this point. I'm, I went from like, Oh my gosh, it's happening to like, holy crap, it's coming. How will I ever be prepared to now? Like, you know, I'm, I'm just ready to get in there and do it now. So it's a lot of really great momentum behind it.
0: Wonderful. And I can, and the buildup of it. I can only understand, you know, from different things that we do. Like, for instance, we have a concert coming up. So just the buildup of this, it's been crazy. You know, like, And that's, I feel the whole process with you. Like, yes.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell us who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music?
1: Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's a that's a tough and easy question. Tough because there's so many. Easy because there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least you didn't make me choose one. Um, that's when it's a impossible question. I'll say the reason why I started singing is um, the first woman that I ever heard on the radio that really inspired me to become a vocalist at like six years old is Martina McBride. Um, I was in the backseat of my mom's Marley Monte Carlo driving around somewhere in um, Maryland and independence day came on the radio and my mom got really into Martina and so did I. And, um, yeah, she was the first song I sang on karaoke. I was like, I would say about six, I think I sang life number nine. And, um, from that moment on, my mom couldn't get me down from the stage. And, um, she really, so Martina really shaped me as an artist, um, throughout my childhood as a, as a, a young girl, I, I was spending a lot of time listening to her albums and rewinding and playing back and almost, you know, um, using that as, as my, uh, vocal coach, you know, <laughs> um, and then from there, um, also, you know, Alanis Morissette, Janis yeah. Joplin, um, really these, um, Jewel, Joni Mitchell, Um, Stevie Nicks, Linda Rodstadt, like that, those are my gals, Melissa Etheridge, these, these ladies, um, you know, and then even Etta James, and and, in that jazz, in that jazz um, space, I'm really multi-genre influenced um, in regard to um, women vocalists in particular, I always could, I just followed the power and the soul of their voices, and, um, you know, the genre was secondary. And so those are a few that are right off the top of, top of my head that really got me to where I'm at today.
0: Oh, great woman for sure. And and I loved how you mentioned Martina McBride as a vocal coach. Cause I mean, yeah, she just, the power, you know, I picked a good one, didn't I? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I remember it being so blunt. My mom and I, my parents had split custody and I lived in Virginia and my mom lived in Maryland still. And so, you know, we would, we would spend most of our time together in the car traveling. And so a lot of it was just listening to music and listening to Martina McBride in particular and kind of challenging each other to like, you know, hit those notes and and with longevity and and all of that. And, uh, you know, there were many times where we were shaking our head, being, you know, rewinding, you being like, show off, you know, with Martina, (laughs) you know, how she would just hold that note for like 45 seconds or whatever, but Uh, Yeah, I learned a lot about breath control from her, for sure, uh, among other things. Well, that was awesome. So are you ready
0: for some 20 crazy questions? Let's do it. Rapid fire. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you're ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was the last thing you read?
1: Oh, gosh, literally or like a book?
0: (laughs) Uh, It can be literal. That's fine. Uh, Oh, if you have a good uh, book to give me, that's always a good thing, too. I always love book recommendations.
1: You know, I I read a lot of um, true crime, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint the last thing that I read, but I guarantee you it was full of tragedy. Um, (laughs) I like I like to. I like, I like factual, I like reading um factual, factual things rooted in science a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm constantly reading articles and like, and, and more so like that than um novels. If I am, if I am, if it is a novel, it's also something factual. I have a, I need to work on my imagination, I think.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I don't a know if I can
1: name anything in particular, but it was definitely tragic and it was probably about true crime. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's perfect. So that's going to lead up to this next question, which is great. Hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, oh, do you wow. know a good place? <laughs> Are you going to ask me to reveal my place on the podcast? Well, okay. If you don't want to reveal it, just, just say yes then. I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: yeah, wait, what was the question? Uh, no. Um... So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you know a good place
1: for me to hide the body? Uh, I don't, I, I don't have a place in particular, particular. I just moved here, but if we were in Virginia, I might, I might be able to help you out. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so we'll go to Virginia and, and
0: get rid of the body. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Probably at the, wasn't the body farm. Isn't that, that's guess today, I was going to say,
1: I, I don't want to get too, I don't want to weird people <laughs> out. You know, I want people to listen to my music, but I, really, my initial response is like, I don't recommend you hiding a body the traditional way. I feel like you know the DNA uh, evidence; it's, it's too easy to get caught these days. We'd we'd have to get real. We'd have to have a lot more conversation. You know what I mean around around how to get yeah. rid of a body these days. Yeah. I, I mean, Breaking Bad did help us a little bit. You know, that's true. That's gross. Yeah, it won't be. I, I hope that's not the only way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what's the best concert you've ever been to or top two?
1: Oh, man. These are these are difficult questions to ask a musician off the bat. <laughs> um, the most recent one I went to actually was Brandi Carlisle, which was the first time I'd ever seen her live. Um, I actually just discovered her speaking of quarantine and like slowing down and all. I um, actually just started listening to her over quarantine in 2020, which is funny because um given being a female um, vocalist in the space, a lot of folks over the years have told me, you know, check out Bernie Carlisle, I'll check out Bernie Carlisle. But because of, you know, just the, this you know, always booking gigs and thank you. Yeah, I will. I will. And then just never really like clicking to, to remember to, to, to look up and um, look into her. And of course, I fell in love with her um, and I found a lot of similarities um, between the way that we look at music. Um, and so, yeah, it was a privilege. I saw her at Red Rocks. Uh, this past september and she had the denver um orchestra backing her and the twins and it was phenomenal it was it was a show i would say um yeah it was great it was great it was really really great
0: so i'm gonna ask now because obviously i've never i've always wanted to go to concert at red Rocks. so tell me was that your first concert at red rocks also or have you been to other concerts there
1: it was. And I was so hell bent on Brandy Carlisle being my first, um, concert there because I booked it when I was in Virginia before I even knew I was like, I knew I wanted to move here, but I didn't have anything in place. and It was like COVID. So I wasn't sure if the concert was ever going to happen. It was almost like, I'm going to make sure I live in Colorado by the time this concert happens. It was kind of like that, like cool little benchmark yeah. for me to kind of make sure I'm here for the Brandy Carlisle concert. And, um, there were like other concerts I had ended up gotten here, gotten to Colorado and saw there was other concerts I wanted to go to at Red Rocks. But I was like, no, I have to keep it. Cause it's, I knew it was going to be so epic with like the orchestra and all. And it was, it was, it is a must, it's a must go. And, you know, people to my right and my left, they're all from all over the, all over the country flying out to see this venue. So it was beautiful. I mean, it's, if you're in nature's wonder while also having your mind blown by wonderful artists. So it's pretty cool.
0: Wonderful. So if I get out there and you're not touring, you'll have to come with a concert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll hit you up. If ever, believe me, you'll know if ever I'm playing Red Rocks, you'll know about it, but okay, okay. I'll be there. Yeah. Appreciate it. You got it. You got a ticket. I promise.
0: So what's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery?
1: Um, resolve any debt that I had because I'm very boring. And then, um, no, no, it's fiscally responsible.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I, I would love any debt. Um, <laughs> save a portion and then uh make sure my my parents were set. They uh have I've always I've stood on their shoulders my entire life, you know, in one way or another. And uh, you know, I think it'd be good. I owe them probably as much as the lottery would be, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so I would definitely take care of my parents and then from there, um I don't think I ever want to be rich. So I'd find a I'd find a good couple of causes to split the rest with
0: beautiful love it tell us something that's on your bucket list
1: I'd like to play the Ryman in Nashville that's on my bucket list um yeah my bucket list I think too is just to play music full-time I still have but I still have a day job um you know everyone asks what the end goal is and I don't know that I have one I just the next thing is the, is, is the next best thing. And so for me, you know, my bucket list even smaller than that is to make this album a chance and get some, create a band, you know, to do this thing with me. Um, I got a lot of, you know, a lot of really cool things on my bucket list that uh, honestly are getting marked off scary quick. <laughs> I'm afraid to even say them out loud anymore at this point. So yeah, I can't complain. So
0: what job would you be terrible at?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything I had to do with math or numbers. So, <laughs> like, you don't want me adding anything for you.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll keep you out of the accounting area. Promise.
1: Yeah, don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's your game plan for Zombie Apocalypse?
1: Mm, okay, yeah, I've thought about this. Um, so, <laughs> I'd say um the the plan last time I checked I'd have to check back in with my brother but the last thing, time I checked our plan was to um go to Canada and um you know bunker up in a in a cabin somewhere out there, supplies in artillery, you know all the thing, and then fight the good fight <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> oh, tell us. <laughs> Give me a hard question. Oh, okay, so tell
0: us, tell us an artist or album we need to listen to before we die.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> you asked for a hard one. Yeah, I wish I okay, would have never. Yeah, yeah. You can- uh, my <laughs> next album with Chance McCoy. <laughs> Perfect. Coming out
0: later this year. Yeah, there you go. Ting. Stick around. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> you have an album to listen to. Oh, Who would play you in a movie about your life?
1: Wow. I have no idea. I I want like other people. I bet other people that know me would have this answer immediately. I don't know. I'd like for it to be someone absolutely ridiculous though. That's for sure. Like very, just super dry. Dry, They would have to be dry humor. I think like Amy Poehler or somebody like that could do a pretty fair job of equal sarcasm, (laughs) (laughs) self-deprecation. You know, it, it, it sounds, that sounds good to me. Let's go with her. Where's Waldo? Uh, is Do you actually have one in your office? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like yeah, it's just like. yeah, this is the imagination. of I'm helping you with that. See? Oh, where <laughs> is Waldo? Yes. He's in retirement. But that's hopefully. great. I'm going to have to put one in my office now that you. Think. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm looking for like an elf on the shelf or something. Um <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully he's in retirement. You know, he's done a lot of hiding, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of page to page movement. Hopefully he's chilling on a beach with a Mai Tai. Sounds nice. Would you rather cook or order in? I'd rather order in, but I'll cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do You sing in the shower. Um, sometimes not as much as people probably think I would. Um, my shower time is like, I think I black out in there. <laughs> that's like, it's more so my time to like, you know, hit, meditate on the, on the water hitting my back, you know, and that, that's my quiet time more so than my time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so do you prefer boots or heels?
1: Heeled boots. Ooh, nice.
0: Yeah. What's the best thing since sliced bread? Sorry, they got harder. I apologize.
1: Hmm. Best thing since sliced bread. I don't know. That's like, that's a lot. There's a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so do you
0: have, right, we, can, we can skip that for now.
1: Do you, yeah, have, do you have
0: any guilty pleasure music? And if so, what is it?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm guilty pleasure I don't know I mean I pretty I own I own I don't really guilty pleasure would make it sound like I'm like you know I I don't listen to the radio very often but I will say that there are a few Selena Gomez songs that bop and uh so I would say that there are yeah there I have a few guilty pleasures um by Selena Gomez in particular (laughs) I won't go any further (laughs)
0: oh perfect What is the worst pizza topping?
1: Black olives.
0: If you could be any person for a day or any position like CEO, accountant, well, obviously we know we don't, you're not going to be an accountant. We got that, but, uh, you know, any position who, or what would you be and why?
1: Hmm.
0: I'm going for Dolly Parton myself just because of her getting up early, writing in the mornings and and just, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, a musician that I always kind of want to just have a conversation with and get in their head is actually uh, Lady Gaga. So I think I'd like mm-hmm. to wake up as her for a day. That I think she's a cool. genius. I think she's a creative genius in particular. I'd like to be in her head.
0: Absolutely. I can't agree more with you on that one too. I'm going to steal that one. I'm going to be her too.
1: Okay, okay, cool.
0: So are you good at keeping secrets? I am. Oh, good. Then I know I can tell you some. I don't have any right now, but when I do. I was going to say, worry. Re- I mean, <laughs> it's on record,
1: literally, but you can tell me a secret if you want.
0: <laughs> oh, at what age did you become an
1: adult? Oh, wow. I'd say I grew up pretty quick. Um, yeah, I would say. I'd say I was I'd, I'd say I was at least you know, sticking my hands in things that don't belong by age 10 or 11. I'd say I grew up pretty quick.
0: If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be?
1: Mm -hmm. An Olympic medal for any sport. I don't know. I really like, um, it'd be cool to win a shot put metal i used to play shot put back in the day like in um middle school high school and it is a pretty difficult sport you know because you can't throw it it's all about like pushing it and i think i think um i know it's like definitely not the most exciting (laughs) sport to watch in the olympics but i i don't know i think it'd be a cool one to win it would be that's
0: definitely interesting yeah i'm more geared toward the hockey and it's only because i like ice hockey but you know
1: (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. I could have said like soccer. I also play soccer or whatever, but um, I don't know. I'm 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 a, I'm a brute. I want to, I want to <laughs> throw shit.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, so tell us, obviously we know some of the upcoming stuff, but tell us what else do you have coming up for the rest of 2022? Some, do you have some tour dates coming up? Um,
1: yeah. So for sure. Um, I am going to um, put out this album um and then the goal is to tour as much as possible so um i've been booking extensively in general i just found out i was making this album i'd say in like october or something like that um of this past year since i've been in um denver which has been about six months i realized my first six months i booked almost 40 shows so i'm like always booking everywhere um except for the month of March, because I'll be making the album. So um, regionally I am booking uh, weekly, you know, in Denver and the Colorado area um, and then post album. Once we get that going this summer, I plan on doing an East coast, a um, little East coast tour crossover into Nashville, back down into the West and um, hook up with a few friends along the way and, and share those bills. So uh, they're not released yet, but I, that is, that is in the, plan as long as covid keeps at bay
0: well we will all keep our fingers crossed in general for that um so yeah yeah. i would like
1: to not put out my second album during a second quarantine (laughs) (laughs) i literally kicked my own ass putting this album out and i literally put it out in march of 2020 and it was like cool crickets now i'm putting out in my now i'm making it march of 2022 and so uh, fingers crossed um i'll be able to tour this one we'll have an album release and do the whole thing so i'm looking forward to it
0: and you have a great point because there were quite a few albums that came that were already slated to come out when in 2020 there and when they came out it was just one of those where okay the album's great but all the tours everything postponed and and you know it's just it was chaos i think at first and
1: yeah and it was weird too you know playing them i mean i'm I wrote it a year and a half ago and I've been playing it for six months. And yeah, I mean, it's really strange, you know, but it's been online for a year. And so it's, it's time is real strange. Now time is weird.
0: And good thing is you can still reintroduce those older songs because obviously not all the live audiences have heard them yet. No album releases in one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's make it a uh, double album right away. That's right. (laughs) Double header. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today and you are welcome back anytime. And hopefully without less technical issues, you know, that'll be it.
1: Hey, I'm down for it. If you know what, what is the internet, if not a giant technical issue. So I'm proud of (laughs) you. I'm I'm (laughs) glad to be a part of yours. And um, thank you so much for having me.
0: Like I said, it's been my pleasure. And thank you friends for joining us for another episode and have a great day.